Know what they say about the rose out the concrete, flowers blooming in dark rooms, poofing when God speaks. Where the passion and grind me, call it perfect timing or alignment, the assignment provide peace. Confirmation through conversation, my knees been bloody, been praying for patience, embracing these affirmations, we made it. Hard times, but we made it, been shaking the devil off under pressure, we never faded, we the living proof. But a promise, being honest, we cut from a different cloth. Black X and the satisfyingness, we the living proof. I don't deserve it, far from perfect. A product of taking chances and leaning on his discernment, we the living proof. Living legends, it's a blessing to be a blessing. Providing the youth for the new perspective, we the living proof. The living proof, the living proof, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Living Proof. Uh, we have somebody special here with us today, Miss Shanique Butler. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. That's what I'm talking about. She's from the 864. Yeah. Uh, went to Carolina, but we're not going to judge her for that. <laughs> uh, also, uh, went on to Winthrop um, yeah. and then found her way in D.C. And what did you say the law school was again? American University, Washington College of Law. Okay, Go College of Law. So my, my next thing I was about to say, she is a lawyer, a.k.a. bit time. <laughs> And so we definitely honor um, to have you here. Thank you for having me. Most definitely. And so we, we, before we jump, you know, into the questions, uh, we 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 stated that you're a lawyer. Um, I think that's an awesome accomplishment. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank, uh, you. Thank you. When did you graduate law school? I graduated in 2017. 2017. That's, that's awesome. And so what are you currently doing? So I currently work for a federal judge at the United States District Court for the District of Columbia. Mm-hmm. So it's called a federal clerkship. So for two years after I graduated in 2017, I started working at the South Carolina Court of Appeals for an appellate judge, the only black appellate judge. appellate judge? What is that? So after you have your trial at the trial level, you can appeal that to the Court of Appeals in South Carolina that handles all of the appeals. And so I work for the second highest court of the land in South Carolina. I don't know how many times I can say big time, (laughs) uh, but like I said, we have a very special uh, guest with us today. And so we're going to dig right in. And as you know, we've been dealing with the whole process of healing um, and, and telling our story, uh, gaining healing from that. And so our first question, as you know, who are you but not what you do? Well, I say that I am someone who overcomes obstacles by the grace of God. And then I use my life to testify to others to let them know about God's grace, mercy, and power. Mm, 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 mm. Was that scripture that you came over off the top? That, that was good. <laughs> you said things through. I mean, I, this was most, this most was, definitely, most definitely, that was good. And so, even going back into the aspect of healing, uh, to you, what is a healer, and do you consider yourself a healer? Okay, so when I think of healer, I mean the first person, I, first thing I think of, or person I think of, is God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I don't think that I'm a healer. I think that I'm a vessel to lead them to the healer. Mm-hmm. So I use my testimony to give other people the opportunity to see God's work in my life which gives them inspiration and gives them the like the ability to see like God can do this for me if he did it for you mm-hmm. it whether that's healing you know favor mercy whatever it is you need if you see that in someone else's life you know that God is not a respecter of persons he can do it for the, do it for that other person so I believe like we can use our testimony to lead people to the ultimate healing mm-hmm. that, that's amazing and the fact of using our testimony uh, I understand that you speak as well uh, about your story and things you've been through. And so I guess it goes without say that you believe the obstacles in your life had purpose. Absolutely. So in what ways do you feel the obstacles in your life had purpose? Um, one of the biggest ways I feel that is really the things that I went through taught me to trust God. 
and not to depend on myself, but to learn that I have to trust him. I have to live by what he say. And I have to listen to him because he gives instruction. And definitely not, to not go always ahead. easy. Most definitely. De- definitely <laughs> not, not easy at all. And for instance, when I was 17, I was arrested. That could have changed my whole life. My whole life. And I feel like God was watching me even then. He was watching me even then to have like an officer that I didn't even know tell me, you don't belong here when I was in the jail to tell me, you don't belong here. That man didn't know me, but I knew it was God. Didn't know it then. Looking back on it, I know now that was God because that man didn't know me. And I was able to get my record expunged. That pass the FBI finger check, (laughs) fingerprint check. And none of that comes back up. But I know that's nothing but God. Nothing but God. The people he placed in my life to help me get myself where I needed to be. To not allow these things to hinder me from becoming a lawyer. Because you know you got to reveal that on the bar exam. You got to tell people that. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Nothing but the truth. Nothing so but God. Right, right. And I, there was one point in my life I thought that I wasn't going to be able to become a lawyer because that happened. Wow. And so even going back to you being arrested at 17, mm-hmm. um, what, what was you going through mentally? Was that like your turning point in life uh, where it's like, I got to get things together? Because um, it definitely was God giving you a sign. Yeah, um, but was that a, a turning point in your life? You think you would consider it? Yeah, I think that was a point in my life where I decided like I have to separate myself from mm-hmm. certain things, maybe certain people, and I've always been different, mm-hmm. so I had to embrace that. You can't fit in with certain people, you can't fit in with the crowd, so embrace the lane that you are called to be in. So now that you're a lawyer, did that have any dealing with you becoming a lawyer? So, no, that particular incident didn't. But mm-hmm. with me becoming a lawyer, my uncle was murdered. So, one, being introduced to the criminal justice system in that life. And one, seeing what my family went through. Seeing, you know, someone that you truly love. And I was very close to my uncle. To be murdered and taken away and seeing how your family falls apart. Christmas dinners, no more. You know, all these things just happen. And so, seeing my uncle, and I thought to myself, at 10, you know, you don't know wow. what a lawyer is. But, you know, I want to do something to like make a difference be be that voice whatever that is and then my cousin went through a situation where her child was she lost custody kind of of her child um she still has like visitation Mm -hmm. but she didn't have a lawyer is the point and she told me if i had a lawyer i felt like i would have been hurt and from there i was like the voice like going back to that wanting to be a voice and that's kind of what motivated me to be a lawyer like i wanted to be a voice for the voiceless how cliche that might sound, but that's just what I was like. I want hey, to be a police. Please say you're not. It's true, right? Um, and, and it's definitely going to your story. Uh, and I can only imagine uh, you, you seeing that happening to your uncle at only ten years old. Um, what other effects do you think that had on you, um, just being a young child? Well, I would also say honestly, around that time in my life, at ten, I didn't have the closest relationship with my dad even then. So I was very close to my uncle. So when he left, it kind of opened that, that void back up. It was never truly filled mm-hmm. until God filled it later on. But at that point in time, I was using my uncle to fill that void that I didn't have from my dad. And then when my uncle left, it made things worse between me and my dad. And then it just kind of continued to progress because I hadn't really dealt with the issue. Mm-hmm. But then there came a point where it was like, I don't want this anymore. I don't want to be angry, bitter. I don't want that to affect my life. So what was that point? Like, what was that point where it was like, um, I know for me, uh, when the things I was going through started affecting my health, and mm-hmm. I think that for me, it was like, you know what, I, I truly got to learn what it means to give it to God um, and, and to move on um, and not to dwell on things. 
So what was it for you when you was in that moment? Was, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't, I don't want to struggle through this. Like, what was that moment for you like? Well, honestly, it was going to, when I would go to church mm-hmm. with my dad, and I felt, I would feel like I can't sit on the same row because I'm so angry with wow. you. I'm so mad with you. Like, how I felt inside. You're not supposed to feel like that. And try, I felt like I couldn't even praise God because I'm like, looking at you like, you're a hypocrite, dad. You know, thinking of our relationship. And it was like, I don't want to be that way. And I remember I was crying in church. I left from being upstairs to go downstairs. And I was crying. And the, the usher was like, you need to go upstairs. You need to be up there. And it was from that day forward where I was like, I'm about to examine my life. And I want God, God help me deal with this. And it, it's been a long journey. It had, you know, it wasn't just, oh, it happened then. Honestly, the repair and the restoration with my dad actually happened like a few weeks ago. Wow. And well, what was I that whole thing like? I know for me, so this this is crazy uh, that you even said that um, because God had, long story short, me and my stepdad we we had it we had it rough coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, he he got into drugs. We were bad, um, and it really tore our family apart. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I recently started probably two years ago a mentoring organization, and it's like God basically told me, and if I heard it clear as day, it was like, how can you you know pour into these young men, um, and you haven't dealt you know what I'm saying with mm-hmm. or forgave your stepfather. And so it was like, forgive them. Yeah. And I was telling the story the other day. I've never cried in church. Like, I I, I don't know. I, I, I'm emotional. But when it comes to church, it just I never had that connection. Mm-hmm. And so one day, the pastor, uh, he started speaking in tongues. Um, and he asked somebody to come up and interpret it. Mm-hmm. And that's something new to me as well. And my mother and another lady went up. And the message was basically just come to me. Um, come and I give you rest. Wow. I mean, I would tell you, I just started wow. boo boo crying in that moment. And it was crazy. I didn't forgive him immediately. Mm-hmm. But a couple of days later, I definitely called him up. You know, we mm-hmm. had that conversation. And so yours was weeks ago. Like, what yes. was that like for you? So when I say it was, so the process was definitely years mm-hmm. in the making from when I went to church that day. And that, that was like, I was probably still in high school, maybe college, uh, going to college or something like that when that happened. And from that point, I started praying to God about these different things in my life, trying to figure out why I stayed in certain relationships alone. Mm-hmm. Rejection from your dad. You're trying to fill the void. And so it was a process. And I will say, as of recent, I, you know, I did counseling. I did therapy because I wanted to truly understand what I was dealing with, why I was feeling the way I felt, why, you know, these different things. But what really kind of got to that point was the situation didn't change, but mm-hmm. my perception changed. Me praying to God, saying, God, you know what? Even if this situation has changed, help me, help me to respond differently to the situation. And through that, God opened my eyes and he was able to show me, listen, what the hurt that I experienced with my dad honestly was unintentional. And then he was able to show me, look back at your family. He was hurt. He was actually a, a broken child that grew up to a broken adult, adult and acts, you know, unintentionally hurt you. So how can you be upset with someone when you know the state that they're in? So then from that, it was like, man, okay my response began to change and I began to pray to God, God, help me to, you know, let these things go and to forgive my dad. And I want to be able to have a good relationship with my dad. And then my dad started calling me more. Huh. Me and my dad used to never talk. He started right. calling me. Two, three minute conversation. I used to be like, why is he calling me? So, so <laughs> yeah, I, I understand. I understand. And then I said, God, help me to, I started changing my prayer again. I said, God, help me to receive what you're giving me. Because mm. you, you, I'm praying for it and you're giving it to me. Now help me to be able to receive and accept that. Right. And we started having 40 minute conversations, 50 minute conversations, weekly conversations. That's amazing. We ain't there yet. Well, hopefully we'll get there. <laughs> but that's awesome. That's awesome to hear. And then I text my dad one day on Mother's Day, really. And I te- and told him that I was thankful that he was my dad. Mm. And I loved him. And I'm glad that God is restoring our relationship. And he finally, he texted me back and he said, I love you too. And he said, 
I'm glad guys are starting our relationship too. And I apologize. I'm sorry for not yeah. being there for you. I'm sorry for the lack of communication. He apologized for all those things. All the things that I used to be like, he should know, he should know. He finally apologized without me having to say anything. That's how I knew it was God. Yeah. And from that moment, like, I mean, I just, I just was like, wow, look at how God restored our relationship. Someone who used so to you got, you got me up here getting turned out and I've been talking to, <laughs> oh, I guess because I can resonate with it so much. Um, but it's, it's also the same thing. You said something so key. You said your response changed. Right. Um, and when you said your response changed, it came to my mind that your responsibility also changed. Mm -hmm. And just how you changed that whole trajectory just by yeah. being obedient and listening to God. I just feel exactly. like that's key. Um, exactly. No, no, that part, what you said about listening to God, because during that process, before we get to what happened on May 11th, we talk about what happened before that being obedient to God. Mm -hmm. There were times I wanted to respond a different way when my dad did things. Instead, I went to God. Wow. Instead of choosing to respond out my flesh and how I wanted to feel, although I felt like I was justified, doesn't mean that's how you should respond. So me asking God, okay, God, I'm upset right now. I'm mad right now. Then God leading me to a scripture that says, that talks about love mm -hmm. and how he could have been angry at Israel, but instead he showed mercy and love. Okay, daughter, you do that to your father. So it was like me honestly having to be obedient. God teaching me about agape love and these different things. And then it led to this beautiful moment of like, you know, my we really have a different age. Like, you don't understand. Me and my dad, we bump heads like this constantly. Mm -hmm. Constantly. We never really got along. People would, outside, people would think we had a great relationship. Yes, but deep inside, I'm like, y'all don't know my dad. This, 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 and this, and that. And then to think now, like, we really have a what is growing to be a beautiful relationship between father and daughter. And I also had to change. What is it that I'm looking for from my father? He can't change what he didn't do in the past. And I said, all I want is just to have the relationship in the Bible that God, that God said I can have. He said I can have a relationship with my father, just him being there for me and us enjoying each other's presence. And I'm just thankful that I'm now able to begin to enjoy that. Man, that's, that's, that's beautiful. I mean, it's definitely not saying, uh, I don't know, I feel like you just spoke a lot, you know, in that message. And I feel like definitely somebody needed to hear that. Um, and just going into my, my next question, what, what do you think? Cause you do definitely, it seems like you're at a point of healing. Mm -hmm. Um, not saying it's complete, but at the same time, uh, what do you feel like some things you might've blocked out from your past that you now have to deal with? Um, I would say, I'm not going to necessarily, I, I guess not necessarily me, but what God has shown me. Is that one? I'm not just satisfied with me and my dad being restored. He, what God has shown me is the stuff that my parents hadn't dealt with. You know, generational curses. It's real. <laughs> real. It's real. And what I realize is there's some things my parents haven't dealt with, my dad hasn't dealt with, my grandma hasn't dealt with. That I believe that because God stopped it with me, allowed me to come go through the healing process, allow me to learn my identity through Christ, allow me to overcome rejection, allow me to be, you know, the woman that God He's called me to be now. To see these different things and to be able to show me, Shanique, I can restore relationships. You just have to trust me and be intentional about it. That, okay, so now he's shown that to me. I now need to go and help my family. It ain't just about me getting that freedom to go back and help my family. I'm, I'm glad you said that. And, and that's, that's another amazing thing when your response, it keep going back to me, when your response change, your responsibility change. So right. what about, because I feel like, and it's saying I can relate, but that weight that comes with that. Um, if we want to be real and yeah. true uh, and heavy, because I do feel like our generation are, are truly put here to, to break some, some things that has been going on for years mm -hmm. um, and, and not going with the status quo. 
Uh, so what has that weight been like for you, especially ever since God revealed that to you about, because when I say, I even think about my mother stuck in her ways, like, and I, and I feel like a lot of older people are. Yes. So what has that been like for you? Or has, or has there been a weight? Because I'm, I'm not even no, going to say. No, it has. What, what it has, has that been like for you since that's been placed on your heart? So one, it's heavy. I even, it's crazy you mentioned that because I had told my mom that, like I said, man, the weight that I feel like I carry with this family, because a lot of people do come to me for the answers. I'm, I'm a person who, one, I think, I feel like it fall, things in life fall into two categories. Stuff you can control and you can change. Stuff you can't control that's out of your control and therefore give it to God and God changes. So people always come to me. But with this, when God showed it to me, I'm like, man, Lord, you know, I know how my grandma is, kind of how you mentioned about your mom. And I think my dad, though, is in a place where he's open to that healing process to take place. He just might not know how. And I feel like I have a super close relationship with my grandmother, though. That I feel like I feel like I am like I I see why God allowed me to go through this and allow me to be the one to go back because my dad now trusts me. We can talk about stuff. He's opened up to me about things that he's dealt with. My grandma and I are really really close, so I feel like they'll listen. And I believe for me, I've just been in prayer. I haven't had the little family sit down yeah. yet, but I've been in prayer about it because I said the way I'm going to do it is approach it all through Scripture, the word, yeah. all through the Word of God. If you if you get mad at me, you get mad at God. You get mad at the Word. So it's, it's something I've just been praying about and asking God for the right timing because one thing, we don't want to go ahead of God. So he gave me the instruction that, yeah, this is the next assignment, but let me continue to get the full download of the instruction from him. So I'm still in that process of praying about it and seeing how God wants me to truly approach it and when to approach it. That's amazing. I, I definitely be following the story too, um, because I think we all want that for our families, mm-hmm. uh, that that true sense of restoration and, and becoming healing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and not even I know it's not a black thing, because I know other families need healing too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I definitely have a heart for our community and our right. people. Um, it, it's a lot of broken families. You know what I'm saying? And and that's the whole the, one of the main reasons for this podcast uh, with Living Proof, because my life didn't start to change. So I start telling my story. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really a ripple effect of, of people, how people can gain hope, you know, from your pain. You know what right, I'm saying? And, right, and no, right. it's not easy to it's not easy to always say. Um, I, I definitely had to get to a point in my life where I was comfortable. Um, but I definitely felt like we we here for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And, and, and it's, it's bigger than us. Um, and I always heard the phrase that we're just a, a piece of the puzzle, but we're not it. Right, um, right. So it, it's just amazing to hear that. Um, and I, I definitely praying we'll be praying you know thank what i'm saying you. for that thank as well you. and just return it you know what i'm saying absolutely this is a journey. yes this is it, a is. Journey. it is it is uh, for us all and i guess my next question and i know it for you is the word of god and that's what you center on mm-hmm. but what other things you do to rejuvenate and to get filled back up so um besides the word of god in prayer and we're not and saying besides the word of god like <laughs> that's, not key. that's definitely key yeah okay um Honestly, I'm because I'm a family person. Honestly, like I have, I have two other sisters and a niece, so I'm extremely close. So for me, it's just being around that love and um, my family and my friends and being filled back up with that. Like that, really, my family, my friends, they really just keep me going. To be honest, like I'm a homebody, so if I could just be with my family and friends and us just laugh and enjoy each other's presence, you know, that's also why it was so important for me to make sure my family gets healing because it's like I just want everybody to enjoy each other's presence. Life is too short to not. It's, it's definitely rejuvenating. Mm-hmm. Uh, being being with family, mm-hmm. um, who God has placed in your life, whether good or bad, ugly, or any right, of that. right. Um, and so, how are you using your story right now to navigate through life? Okay, so I would say one mentoring. Mm-hmm. So I've 
been mentoring since like since I was in college, but I really started kind of trying to develop my own back in 2017 when I graduated. And I'm in the process of developing a nonprofit. And so I haven't completely finished it yet, but we're in the, the process, you know, kind of the pandemic kind of threw me off. Oh, I was definitely. supposed to launch it this year. But one thing, uh, one event that my nonprofit was able to do last year that I was hoping to continue to keep it going is introducing young adults to and students like high schoolers, middle schoolers, elementary kids, college students to different professionals in different career fields so that they could see it for themselves. Because I would mentor students and they would say, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what I want to be. And instead of getting frustrated, I said, well, let me create, use my contacts to create a platform to give students that opportunity. And so last year, students had the opportunity from the Greenville, Spartanburg, upstate area. About 40 students came up to the South Carolina Supreme Court. They got to sit in wow. court. They got to watch the Supreme Court justice greeted them. They got to watch an oral argument. They got to take pictures with the Supreme Court justices. They got to go over to the Court of Appeals, had tore it. They got to play in the, um, the, the courtrooms, have their own little court cases, eat in the law library. And then the judge that I was working for spoke to them and gave them some words of encouragement as they find their way. So that's how I'm giving back and using my story to tell other people not to one give in, not other kids not to give in the peer pressure and to things like that because of what happened to me. But thank God that he allowed my story to come out different. You don't have to make the same mistake that I did. And then using my platform to introduce students to the criminal justice system and not in a negative way. You know, this is a positive way. Now you kids came back and they were like, I want to be a lawyer. I want to be a judge. I want to wow. be this. And that was the goal. Inspire them to want to, you know, be more than what they see. Mm. Sound like the players that we see every morning. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, and, and that's the main part of our mentoring program, exposure. Um, it's, it's hard to be something you've never seen um, and make that connection. Like you said, we're doing all these things, but they never made that connection. Mm -hmm. So my next question is, what did that do for you? Because I can only imagine, you know what I'm saying? I, and I feel like a lot of times we, we might be too humble. You know what I'm saying? But what did that do for you in that moment when you seen the judge talking to your kids and them coming back to you saying what they wanted? What did that do for you? Honestly, I was just really, honestly, honestly, truly, I was one, honestly amazed at God's faithfulness. This was a small, what I thought, a small idea in my head. Didn't have money like that around this time. Working at this job, wasn't making really no money. And then when I came up with the idea, I said, God, how am I going to follow through with this? And when I just got to just be obedient. When I did the first step, God allowed everything to fall in place. I didn't even have to pay for the food or nothing. People just was volunteering to do stuff. And I just looked at this and said, wow, God, look how you brought 40 kids from the upstate up here to see this. And what happened? I just thought, man, it just made me feel like, you know, I knew what it felt like to really be in a place where, honestly, you don't know where your next meal gonna come from where these things are gonna like how you're gonna make it and then there'll be that light that comes and help you and for me it was just i wanted to be that light to them and to see that i was able to do that to give them that inspiration that hope to see the look in their eyes i just really i just felt thankful that god allowed me to be a vessel to be able to do that for them and that's what i just hope for my whole life to be able to give back and help other people because you know what it, you know what it's like when you can't pay your bills or you can't do something somebody help you out the blue and they give you that 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 light or whatever it was that you needed Since that let Marco you know hope, you right that let you know God was thinking about yeah. you. Mm. I just want to be able to give that to other people, but in whatever way and fashion that can be. And so when God allows those moments to happen, I'm just I'm grateful, you know, I'm thankful, and like you say, you remain humble about it. So I'm just I'm excited to see honestly see what else God has in store 
for my life, for your life, what you're doing, the mentorship that you got going on. I mean, we, what we're doing is not in vain. Because okay. one, what we do in our life, what we overcome in our lives, honestly, I believe it's not just for ourselves. It's okay. for other people. There's other people that's connected that's to us spiritually. That's what always told me. What mm-hmm. you're going through is not for you. It's um, for other people that's connected to our destiny and connected to us spiritually. Mm. Wow. It's, it's definitely been life-changing for me today. And just the energy in here um, is, is also amazing. Um, I, I love to do, like, the last word uh, segment. Uh, whereas, you know, of course, when you get home, you're going to be like, I should have said this, I should have said that. Um, but what is some what is something you want to leave uh, anybody that may be listening that may be going through some things you went through um, or currently um, going through? Or what's something you would want to say to them? So I would say one: make sure that you trust God. Honestly, I couldn't be where I am. I couldn't be a lawyer. I, I wouldn't be, be able to be where I am. The job that I have, any of that, but through God, He opened up doors. He opened up opportunities. I didn't have the grades sometimes or the qualifications, but God qualifies those that he called. Mm. So trust and believe in that and understand that what you're going through is temporary and that honestly there's a rainbow at the end of that and that God's going to bless you. He's going to bless your endurance through that. He's going to use your testimony. Anything that you've been through in life, whether you are ashamed of it or not, God uses everything to get the glory out of. He will turn everything that's bad for you, use it for your good. So trust and remember that in your hard times. And let the church say <laughs> amen. Shanique, it has been an honor. It has been a blessing. Uh, thank you again thank for you coming for and sitting me. down with us. And this has been another episode of Living Proof, where your purpose leads to. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Woo.